Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. You aren't broken. Your body's not broken. Everything you do is an input signal. Your body has its language and you have your language and your language has been kind of taught to you by society. And so what we're conditioned to do is give our body is really to kind of ignore our body, our body, and not even realize that we're talking to it all day by the actions we take unintentionally. So if we can bring a little bit of intentionality, a little bit of support, some small, small shifts and the things you already do day in and day out to help support your hormones, then you start to see your body go back into balance. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Chris here, and I cannot tell you how many women in my community, women that I work with, who I have worked with in the past, have struggled with hormonal imbalances or symptoms of hormonal imbalances who I have tried to help to gently guide and encourage that there is a way beyond feeling like you are constantly struggling with your hormones. It is possible to heal our hormones with lifestyle changes without needing to go on some sort of a crazy diet or a crazy plan or do the things the media tells us to do, like just lose weight and then our hormones will magically be healed, which any of us who have done that and our hormones haven't been magically healed understand that it is not an end-all, be-all. 
which is why I am so, so excited for today's guest. I connected with Dr. Heather over on Instagram about a year ago. Um, We have a mutual friend who has been on the podcast here as well, Ali Kasaza. She is just an incredible encouragement for moms looking for balance in simplifying their homes and simplifying their motherhood. And I first discovered her work and I just, I am such a huge advocate for hormone health in general. So I love following other women who are passionate about helping women heal their hormones. But once I started digging even deeper into Dr. Heather's work, I was floored at how similar our stories are and how incredible and practical the advice that she gives to the women she works with is. And I was just so drawn to her. And I was so excited when she said she would be a guest on the podcast, so much so that we ended up going in an incredible direction with this conversation, really talking about mindset when it comes to healing our hormones. And we decided to split this into two episodes. Today, we are going to talk about mindset. And in part two, we're going to get nerdy about the science of hormones. But I think that this episode is so, so important for any woman who has struggled with hormonal imbalances and felt like there wasn't a hope or there just wasn't going to be a solution for her or that she's tried everything in the book and it's just not working for her. I think you need to hear this episode and I am just so excited to introduce you to Dr. Heather Rhodes. Dr. Heather Rhodes is a holistic pharmacist with a passion for women's health. She makes understanding your hormones simple and teaches you practical steps for maintaining hormone balance. Her natural approach to healing creates lasting results and symptom relief specifically for PCOS, PMS, acne, and fertility. She's a CrossFit instructor, ice cream addict, toddler mom, and adoption advocate. Without further ado, I know you're going to love this conversation with Heather. Welcome, Heather. I am so excited to have you on the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Hey, girl. I am so excited to be here. I'm so glad that you've asked me to come share all the things with your friends. Oh my gosh, we are going to have such a good conversation. We already have in the few minutes that we've been chatting. I love to start, even though we've already been chatting, with a fun little icebreaker just to start things off, if you're willing. I am. So my favorite thing to ask my guests, actually, this is a new icebreaker I'm asking my guests. Um, I used to ask them what they drink first thing in the morning, but then I just kept telling people that I drink lemon water first thing in the morning. So now I've started asking people, what are you reading right now? (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Um, Well, I drink lemon water in the morning too, though. Side note. But (laughs) I am currently like pulling apart Man, I, I'm like one of those people that had like five different books at a time. <laughs> so um, one of them is, oh my gosh, what is the name of it? People, I better find it. Sorry. People are big goddess. No, big people. Let me find it. Um, it's a really great book on like fear of man, which is just a Christian viewpoint of like a lot of things that determine our like fears and how we show up and interact with people. Um, and so people are big, God is small. And 
it's just, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's just like so insightful to understand like what is truly at the root of some of the behaviors and habits and stuff that I don't love about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also reading In the Flow by Elisa Vaiti, which is mm-hmm. just a hot and heavy hormone book, which I love those. Um, I think that's mainly it for right now. I'm doing a really intense like theology course too. And so we have all types of notes from that. But those are kind of like the three I'm bouncing in between right now. Oh my gosh. I love it. Something spiritual, something hormone, <laughs> such a cool, such a cool combination. I love it. And I've read in the flow and I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> so good. I, I avoided it for a while just because I know a lot of what she teaches and I love what she teaches. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to like, I want it to be researched without accidentally like shifting things towards what she teaches. And so I get like out of creation mode and then I feel like I dive into all the resources and then I go back into creation mode afterwards. She's so helpful. Um, I love that book. And then there's a business book, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. I don't know if you've read that one. Oh, I haven't. Um, We were talking earlier about Ali Kasaza and she recommends that. And it is really good. I just haven't gotten all the way through it yet either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you like to add to my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. I love it. So I mentioned to you before that I have been following you on social media for some time now. And like you said, I found you through Ali Casaza and her podcast. She's been on the podcast. I'll link that episode down below because it's it's such a good episode for any woman looking to find balance in kind of her overall life. Um, but after digging into your story more and reading it on your website I am even more excited to chat with you today because it is so crazy how many parallels we have within our stories. So I would love if you started just by jumping right into your story. As a holistic pharmacist, how did you get into helping women heal their hormones? Yeah, so I went to pharmacy school, um, which basically my path I always thought would be to be a traditional pharmacist. And I assumed I would own my own business, but that it would be a pharmacy. So I went ahead and got my MBA and was like, yeah, I'm just going to like go start my own pharmacy. And that was great. Um, However, I think the more I got into working, I pursued what we call clinical pharmacy, which is where you work in the doctor's offices, because I really love interacting with people. And so I started having patients during my residency and I was working with them specifically on diabetes and high blood pressure um, metabolic conditions. So like high cholesterol, that type of stuff. And I started realizing pretty quickly that medications are great help, but they are not fixing the actual problem. And it's like, I, it never clicked in pharmacy school. It wasn't until I was managing people's meds every single week, every single month that I started realizing, like, there's so many other things going on here that we're not even addressing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the start of it. And to complement that, at the end of pharmacy school, I started realizing I had the power to change the way my body looked. And I did that again, had never even crossed my mind until all of a sudden I just realized it one day, I feel like. And um, I actually think, I remember someone somewhere, there was like, I mean, now it's my husband. It was like a boy fight over a guy, but I mean, he's my husband now. So (laughs) we know what happened in the fight, but one of the girls interested in him or his ex-girlfriend or something 
said something about me being fat. And it was like the first time I had ever like felt it or heard it or anything. And I was like, well, am I like what? And I mean, it was just so foreign to me. And so I feel like then it just kind of spiraled into like, well, maybe I should run a little bit. And then that turned into, well, maybe I should run a lot. And then starting to realize, well, maybe if I eat less, things will change or I could do a shake. And so I literally went through this phase. Pinterest was huge at this time where like I would Pinterest all of these ways to get skinny. And so that's like so traditional diet culture. But to me, I thought it was being healthy. And I was like, well, I'm in pharmacy school. I should be healthy, all the things. And it ended up spiraling into like, I think at one point when I was tracking on my fitness pal, I was eating 700 calories a day and then running three miles. And like, I felt like I was so healthy and I wasn't hungry because our body adapts. I know why I wasn't hungry now, but at the time I was just, you know, encouraging people to eat less, to eat certain things because I was like, you, you feel so good. And like you, it was just not. So anyways, this is kind of happening alongside me working in and outside of the doctor's offices. And then, um, we got married. It was super just normal to assume I was supposed to go on birth control again, never like had those conversations, never really knew, um, what to do. So I did for like two months, gained some weight, lost my mind over it. And then also like had tons of side effects, like mood, skin, all types of just crazy stuff. Um, so then I just decided to stop the birth control for those other reasons. But then my weight was like really a problem because I was still a healthy weight. I can look back and see now, but the impact of gaining weight was like life altering. I mean, I was crying all the time. I was so upset. I hated my body. I hated everything. And I just kept thinking, well, I need to eat less. I need to eat less. I need to work out more. And so that led me into the realm of macros and like thinking I would do bikini body competitions when like no part of me ever cares to do anything like that. But I felt like that was my only option because I, I, yeah. So anyways, um, that eventually kind of, I just lived in that phase for probably five or six years of the constant strive to get my body back to that initial super small size. Um, it brought me into CrossFit, which I love now. And I still do CrossFit and I coach it. And like, I just, I used it at that time in a way that was really unhealthy, but now I love it for other reasons. So there's so many good things that came out of it, but one of the best being my journey to understanding what actual health is and figuring out how my hormones interact with all of these moving pieces. And so I kind of translated that into what I was dealing with when I was working with my patients. And so we went through a journey with fertility because obviously you don't have a period when you do a lot of the things I was doing. And so, um, doctors just weren't helping me. Like I felt like nobody was actually giving me answers. Nobody was giving me time. Nobody was telling me what was going on. All my labs kept coming back normal. So then I decided like, okay, I know how to write clinical trials. I know how to read clinical trials. I'm just going to figure this out for myself. So I just started to, and I dove into researching everything I could. And during that time, I remember thinking, these are such like, like if I didn't have a knowledge of how the body worked, of hormones, of pharmacy, like everything I learned in pharmacy school, I would never understand the stuff I was reading. But I did because I had that background knowledge. But I was like, what do the women that don't go to medical school that are like, or pharmacy, any type of medical background school that are like amazing at sales or amazing at marketing or like, what are they doing? How are they figuring these things out? So 
I ended up realizing I switched positions and was still working in a doctor's office, but a different one that those women aren't given options at all. They're not told anything. And a lot of them are just struggling and stuck. And so a couple of the doctors I worked with later on and kind of realized that I really developed this passion for holistic strategies, for lifestyle strategies, for utilizing hormones to achieve results. And so when they kind of started figuring out that I had the time and the knowledge base to help their patients in that realm, they loved it. The doctors wanted their patients to know the information. The patients wanted to know the information. So many people want to get off of medications. It's crazy. Um, So we just kind of started that. And that eventually just led to me realizing, like, I'm not letting another woman stay stuck, feel stuck, be lost, trust Pinterest and Google, and just like destroy their bodies when our bodies were made to literally be these intricate, like incredibly designed powerhouses to support us in so many ways. And no one's teaching us what we need to know to do that. So that's like the most long-winded version I've ever told in my story, but it encompasses like all the moving parts and pieces that we were kind of chatting about Um, from, you know, diet culture to PCOS to fertility to holistic health and, and this desire to just spread that message to so many women. Oh my gosh. I am like smiling so big over here because any of the listeners who have listened to my story and know that I have a very similar history with struggling with kind of disordered eating and over-exercising in college. I was going to school for nutrition. Um, and funny enough, I almost went to school for pharmacy because I actually grew up in a family of pharmacists. Um, and I thought that that was going to be my path. And then I realized somewhere during high school that nutrition was actually my passion. Um, And I didn't end up going and pursuing my RD, but I did go to school for nutrition. And so I was in a very similar place where I'm like, okay, so I'm learning all of these things and I wasn't quite comfortable with my body and I ended up losing a bunch of weight and I ended up, you know, under eating and over exercising. And I have, you know, I have a whole episode that shares my own story, but what's interesting is I also lost my period during that time. And the only solution that they gave me was birth control. So I went on the birth control pill and I was on it for several years. Um, I got married and eventually wanted to try for a baby and decided to go off of the pill. And all of a sudden, my cycle was like not basically non-existent. And then when it came back, it was like crazy erratic and I had all of these symptoms and I went to, and I knew that something was off. I knew enough about hormones just from everything that I had learned in nutrition school and then learning about holistic nutrition. And I knew that there was something off with my hormones, but I went to doctor after doctor and they were like, just go back on the pill. They were like, there was really no solution for me. And I started experiencing some symptoms that aligned with, we'll we'll talk later, either today or in the future about PCOS, but I started researching different hormonal imbalances and I realized that, you know, there was some things off. I had some suspicions as to what was off, but even just getting doctors to do the tests I needed to do to see where I was at with my hormones and then getting any answer other than just take this medication 
was so difficult. And I'm not against medication by any means, but there wasn't really even anything to give me other than here's the birth control pill. And it took me a number of years to actually even find someone. I have an incredible, she's a midwife, actually. She's a nurse practitioner, a midwife who actually listened to me and did some tests. And I worked with um, a naturopath and a holistic nutritionist and finally got my hormones in balance, but oh my gosh, I wish I had you. <laughs> I wish I had you who understands my background with this place of being, you know, disordered eating and then, you know, losing my cycle and then it coming back and being just a hot mess and not knowing what to do with my hormones. And, you know, when I was actually diagnosed with PCOS, which we'll, we'll talk about, but, um, the only solution they gave me was to go back on the birth control pill. Like I was told probably four times in my life that we'll just go on the pill. It'll fix everything. It'll be fine. But I'm like, but I already did that and it didn't help. So actually having those lifestyle changes available and the, what I love about what you teach is that it is so simple and doable for women in their everyday life. You're like, here are some really simple tools that you can take and you can apply to what you're already doing to improve your life and improve your hormones instead of it being like, oh, let's just search through for, um, you know, this <laughs> this one medication that's going to fix everything, which, you know, like there are there is a time and a place to to take things that you might need but there are other solutions too and i really love your holistic approach to going okay there are other things that we can do so i would love to just kind of dig into that place that you were in where you were in this place of you were dieting and you were trying to lose weight and then you gained weight and it was devastating like i can um i know so many women can relate to that experience of whether it's they've gone on the pill or they've done, you know, they've had a change in their life and they've gained weight and they've worked so hard to lose weight. And then they're in this place where they're just like completely devastated. And then you started noticing that your hormones were in balance. So how did this place of moving away from the diets and the eating 700 calories a day and the exercising all the time start to help to heal your hormones and kind of come to this place of a healthier version of you? Yeah. So I actually had to go through a major healing season. And I think one thing that as women, we assume is that we should feel the same every day. We should be able to maintain the same weight every day. We should be able to eat the same every day. And like our bodies just don't work like that. And so we really do go through seasons. And I tell women this all the time that you can have weight maintenance with intentionality, but for weight loss, you've got to have the space in your habits to lose weight. And so for me, I was in such a deprived state. I was probably nutrient deprived. The worst it got when I really decided like, okay, we have to change something was like, training for triathlons, doing CrossFit, eating and tracking and weighing everything with binge disorder all like combined. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was that desire of like, I have to get my period back. I don't care what I have to do to do it. I'm going to do it. And so I listened to a lot of things. I learned about hypothalamic amenorrhea. I learned about different plans and how you can restore hormone balance and cycles and all of that. And that was a real, the hardest part of any of it was the mindset battle. Mm -hmm. 
because I could know I was doing stuff to support my body and help my body. But because I didn't know enough of the science or I didn't trust the science to know that it would apply to me, I always assumed like, well, they're just different. My body's different. Um, It just won't work for me. Like, what if I keep gaining? What if I don't plateau? What if I don't level out? Um, The mindset work was huge to stay consistent enough to give my body that time to heal. And so I really feel like there's this healing phase you go through. And for me, it was put your head down, stop looking at results and just heal. And so I had to develop my own way to understand what healing looked and felt like besides the ways that I had previously tried to understand my body through control. So there's very much a difference in like controlling your body and healing your body. And so for me, the way I was determining health and supporting and listening and talking to my body was through control by measuring calories, measuring intake, restricting foods and weighing myself. That was, or even looking at physical performance, like how much weight could I lift? What were my maxes? All of that stuff. So I actually had to just like ditch all of that and almost like create this new relationship with my body to understand, is it talking to me? How is it talking to me? What does it need? How do I know what it needs? And a lot of that came from understanding I was in a healing phase and saying, I don't care what it takes. I will heal. And then I can trust my body enough to tackle the next season. And so a lot of times when we go after things like diets or whatever, we'll try and say like, oh, I need to do you know, keto, but it's not sustainable. Well, yeah, it's not designed. No diets are designed to be sustainable. And so it's understanding how you can utilize tools and resources to help you reach your health goals without this permanency that I think we try to apply to it. Like we do so many other things, Um, but our lives are cyclical. Our bodies are cyclical. We need to go through planting seasons and growth seasons and harvesting seasons and restful seasons. And so that was a huge part of my journey. Um, and another thing I avoided, I didn't think my problems were big enough to go to counseling for, or to have someone help speak into my mindset struggles because I didn't have an eating disorder, quote unquote. I didn't think (laughs) I would say I did now. Um, but I didn't have like major issues. I had a great life, I had a great career, I had a great husband. Like everything was good, but there were some really deep rooted habits that needed to be caught out and emotions that were causing those that needed to be addressed. Um, and so I think it was probably just like eight counseling sessions total that I went to. I ended up just sucking it up and saying, okay, I'm going to get a counseling. Like I'm going to go to counseling and just see how I can help with these big feelings and emotions I had around all the things. Um, and I mean, that was probably the most impactful step I had ever made besides learning about my body, my hormones was having someone speak into the emotions around my habits, my mindset, and what I was actually doing to my body and why it was so hard for me to accept it and move through these transitional phases. Oh my gosh. So powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like I said, I, it is crazy how similar our stories are. I actually was in the same place with the tracking the macros and counting and tracking absolutely everything and, you know, measuring all of my workouts and everything recorded. And I actually ended up doing a fitness competition. (laughs) And um, it wasn't until my own hormones completely bottomed out 
I ended up, they diagnosed me with what was chronic fatigue syndrome was what they called it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was around the same time I was also diagnosed with PCOS. And I had a very similar experience of needing to like a literal come to Jesus moment where it was like this, you can't live like this anymore. Mm -hmm. This is destroying your relationships. It's destroying your life. Like your mindset needs to change first and then your body will change. And So thank you so much for sharing that and for encouraging the woman who's listening because it is, it's, we do go through different seasons and it's okay if we've gone through those hard seasons with our body, but it's so important that we get our mindset right in order to begin to heal our bodies. And it was that radical mindset shift was the only thing that, that really helped me. And I, I so appreciate that you mention that first before we even dive in to more of the deeper hormone stuff really getting into that mindset of healing is so so important and it was really the only thing that helped to heal my hormones too (laughs) and I think that like again it still is this idea there's two pieces to what you just said number one is that we stick with macros and fitness competitions and even like keto or intermittent fasting or whatever because we're told it's science it has to work because it's science, but it's, it is, but it's not (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it is science, but it's a very controlled calculated way of looking at science that is done in a population that is 80 to hundred percent male driven. Mm -hmm. And I tell people a lot, like my analogy about calories in versus calories out is that yes, that is definitely science. It would also be factual and scientific to say, if I put 50 miles worth of gas in my car, my car will drive for 50 miles. But if all four of my tires are flat, my car's not driving anywhere. I don't care how much gas I put in it. And so it is a way of looking at a body that has over 70 metabolic functions and over 30 metabolic systems and saying, we can deduce the entire thing down to this one measurement of energy that actually was like applied to food with the intent to have women diet with the intent to have them lose their fertility. And then say, this is actually what we need to be doing and how we should manage these systems that are, I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Soapbox. Um, the (laughs) other piece of what you said that I think is really important just to like touch on briefly is that it's so easy for us to think that it is us that it is our mindset that we have to do the work to fix our mindset. That if we aren't strong enough or like we keep falling back into binging or we keep falling back into habits and patterns we don't like, that it's on us. Mm -hmm. But I think another piece of it that's so, so important is to understand that there is science in your brain's pathways and the way it talks to itself in your neurotransmitters that make it very, very, very hard to change your habits and to change other things without having someone else from the outside look in and help you with those skills. Mm. Understanding brain chemistry and emotional intelligence and emotional um, psychology and all of that, your neurotransmitters, the way, you know, what restricted calories does from a scientific level is so, so important. Because I kept thinking it was me and it was my body. And then when I understood like, no, 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 you're just doing things to your body that activate these systems in your body 
And your body responds by doing exactly what it's supposed to do when those systems are activated. Mm -hmm. You just don't know what it's like. You're operating a Mac without ever reading the manual. And then you're like, this Mac's broken. Take it back. I'm done with it forever. But it's like, no, 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 no. We just don't understand that everything down to the way our brain interprets thoughts is impacting the responses and the things we feel and experience and do day to day. And so I think there's this level of release and freedom from shame, from guilt, from self-hatred when we realize that it's not our bodies, it's not us, it's not our willpower, it's not our discipline, it's not our motivation. It's literally that we are working against systems that are so intricately programmed that we are giving it signals to cause the reactions we're having. We just don't understand that that's what's going on. Um, So having an expert, even in mental health and behavioral health and therapy can be so, so helpful because they know the owner's manual. They've read it. They're able to look and say like, oh, you keep hitting the off button. And now you're mad that the computer's turning off. (laughs) Like that's literally what I think we get stuck in doing. And I think that comes from things like social media and um, diet culture and just kind of the societal pressures we fall into. So done with those segments. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's an important side note too. Cause I think so many women do feel like they're broken. If these things aren't quote unquote working anymore, if they're not mm-hmm. losing the weight anymore or getting the results that they want anymore, or their hormones are imbalanced And they're like, I just did something wrong. And we blame ourselves. And we don't realize that our bodies are incredibly powerful, intricate systems. And if we are following a plan that was designed for someone who is not us or designed for a middle-aged man, like most of these studies are done for, and not a woman of reproductive age. And we do. We oftentimes blame ourselves. And I think that's at at the root of so much of what women struggle with is just that self-blame and just the continuous like, well, I've just got to try something new. I've just got to try something new. But if we took a step back and we went, okay, maybe I should get someone to help, someone to look from the outside in and to go, okay, what is the bigger picture? What is going on with, you know, talking to you and what is going on with my hormones or what is actually going on? like you said, with my mental health, with my neurotransmitters, what is happening here? So no, I think that was a really, really important side note that you're not broken to the woman listening, that there's probably a lot going on that you can't see and it's okay to get help. And it's okay to to recognize that things are off and get help with it. So with that, I would love if we can just dive a little bit into hormone imbalance and then we'll pick it up later with We'll go into more detail, but um, let's dive a little bit into how would the woman listening, maybe who suspects she might have some hormonal imbalances, what are some symptoms that she might be experiencing some hormonal imbalance, whether it's post-dieting or disordered eating or just in a general hormone imbalance? And there's no such thing I know as a general hormone imbalance, (laughs) but from whatever, I'm just trying to generalize whatever life situation that she's been going through. What are some of the most common symptoms that you see women experiencing with hormone imbalance? So it's funny you say like general hormone imbalance, because I will say I see some of the same, I see almost the same imbalance over and over and over Mm. and over again. Um, It's almost, it's more rare to have someone our symptoms can all be different, but it's more rare to have someone that has a different imbalance than what most of us have. It's just that 
our bodies are like, um, so an example to give is, so our bodies basically, if I had a jar filled with water, if, and every day more water goes into the jar. It's kind of how our bodies work in terms of capacity. So our body does really well at handling the day-to-day stressors, the day-to-day things in our environment. And eventually the jar gets full and things start overflowing if we aren't intentionally removing water from that jar. It's kind of the same way about our bodies and our hormones and all of that is that each one of us has a different jar that's a different size that has a different amount of water in it. And if every day we're adding to it, then, you know, maybe it's at 15, one of our jars overflows and then at 33, another jar overflows. And so I think it's hard because there's such an individualized approach, but then also our bodies compensate for so much that it's kind of hard to understand if it's you, if it's the situation, if it's the diet, all those moving parts and pieces. But if we were really to think about what are the most common hormone imbalance symptoms that I see specifically in moms, um, in women that have, that are, that are taking care of other people in some capacity, whether it be your career, your marriage, or your family. Um, I see, we always want to look at your period first. So are you having painful periods? Are you having PMS? Are you having a regular period? Has your period been missing for 80 days or more? Are you having short periods? So are your periods coming every like 21 to 26 ish days? Um, are you having excessive bleeding? So are they lasting a long time? Are you bleeding every two weeks? These are some of the like really clear indicators. But then we have these other things that are kind of signs that imbalance is happening, that things are shifting, and that we probably should start bringing in support now before we experience a lot more imbalance. And those are things like sudden and quick weight gain. Um, things like irrational moods and like crazy mood swings. Like people will say, I just don't even feel like it's me in my body. Like I'm, I'm watching this person freak out, but it's me freaking out. Um, having things like anxiety, acne, hair thinning or hair loss, changes in our skin, like oiliness or dryness. All of these things are meant to shift and our, basically our hormones have a, hand in regulating all of these different processes in our bodies. And so especially, and this is one thing that like I teach a lot is that as females, we have really three core design and functions. The first one, our body wants to keep our heart beating no matter what all the time. And it uses stress hormones to do that. Number two, it wants us to reproduce all the time. So because as females, we have this entire reproductive system that has to influence every single piece of our body, then that means our female hormones influence every single piece of our body from our mood to our metabolism, to our hair and nail growth, because we create small humans. So if we're creating small bodies, then our hormones have to be able to interact with systems that integrate small bodies. Um, And then the third thing your body wants to do is find patterns and always follow the path of least resistance. It wants to conserve energy. It wants to find patterns based off of what you do and set you up for wild success in that area. So for instance, like if you're waking up at the same time every day, your body starts recognizing that and resets your internal clock to wake you up at the same time every day, because that requires less energy than if your body wanted to wake you up at a different time every single day. 
So understanding like those key pieces and points kind of help bring home the idea that if you're having any health struggle or symptom, I would almost say your body's playing some type of role in it. Um, or your female, sorry, not your body, your female hormones are playing some type of role. Oh my goodness. I love that analogy and that the way that you described those kind of three systems, I guess, that are, that our bodies are constantly working towards because it does, it makes so much sense when you look at it that way, when you realize how integrated our reproductive hormones are with, and our stress hormones with our bodies as a whole, but we don't often think of it that way. We think of it as like our hormones are just over here in this little box and they are, and oftentimes we forget that our stress hormones are also at that hormones are just chemical messengers, that they are a part of everything in our bodies. But we're like, oh, our reproductive hormones are over here. They're designed to give us a period and to make babies and that's it. But they're really integrated in, like you said, in, in every part of our bodies. And so I really, I love some of the symptoms that you gave because I am sure there is a woman listening who's like, wait, wait, hold up. PMS, aren't we supposed to have PMS? Like, isn't PMS normal? Aren't all women supposed to have PMS? What's what's something um, that's really interesting in my own story um, was the first period that I got after really healing my PCOS. After spending months and months, um, I had lost my cycle during my phase of being really restrictive um, with my bikini competition that I did. And um, I finally was able to get it back and to get it actually regular. Um Thankfully, after like since really my entire life, since I had gotten it <laughs> when I was in middle school to the time I was like 27. Um, and the first period that I got that came regularly, unexpectedly, like it came like 30 days after the last one and there were no symptoms. And just I like woke up one morning and I was like, oh, it's there. I didn't have cramps. I didn't have any soreness. I didn't have any symptoms. It yeah. just magically came. And I was like, something's wrong with me. <laughs> I didn't feel anything. And I was like, this is absolutely crazy that we can actually have, you know, we can have a normal cycle and yeah. <laughs> we don't have to be in pain every month. Yes. That is like one of my favorite testimonials from women. I've had clients that have been literally like having appointments with their doctors about hysterectomy and we work together and then they're like, Oh, I was using prescription ibuprofen every single time my cycle came. And now I don't take any pain medicines and it sneaks up on me. I don't have breakouts anymore. I don't have hormonal migraines anymore. It's like these things that we just live with as women. And there's such simple strategies to support our bodies to not have those things anymore, but we're not told about them. And I think that's part of the reason why we keep our hormones so separate is that we're taught about like this one tiny, we're literally given like the most bare minimum information we have to have as females, right? So like you go through the health courses and biology and whatever, and they talk to you about our bodies and literally we're just told like, Oh, here's what a period is. It comes every month. Here's how you need to take care of it and handle it. Don't get pregnant. And like, that's it. And like, literally we are missing out on this entire core foundational part of our being, um, that influences again, every single area of our lives. So then we live for 30, 
40 years, never even understanding what our body has the power and capacity to do and why we have periods and how it can help us and how to harness all of that. And it's just such a shame because we still bear children and go through all of that, but we don't ever get the benefits of that whole hormone system. And it just makes me really sad. Um, but we're changing that. So women, you know, like you and I who are telling women like, no, you can do this. It can be different. You can feel different. It is so worth it to learn this and to invest in this and to like, just know that like your body wants it and your body can do it. It's, it's so exciting, but, um, yeah, I get really fired up about it because I love when women send me that text of like my period snuck up on me and I'm like, that's how it's supposed to be. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. It is. It's so cool. And I use like a tracking app now, so I kind of know when it's coming. So it's not unexpected. So I can make sure that I kind of, but I actually, I I need the app now, not because I am obsessively tracking every one of my cycles because of the symptoms that I was having and trying to figure out what was going on. But now it's like, oh, I'd like to have a little bit of warning here because thankfully they are in a healthy place now. And a lot of it is because I kind of Like I said, I did work with some practitioners, but I also did have to piece together a lot of the things that you share about when it comes to learning how to balance my hormones, things like learning how to balance my blood sugar, things like just some really gentle supplements that were really helpful for me um, in my own personal journey and really, really important things like not Mm over-exercising and uh, no longer restricting the food that I was eating and reducing my stress. Like those were the biggest things that really, you know, kind of to bring it full circle that helped me. And I think, you know, those, the reducing our, our stress and to, and really getting away from this, you know, diet and caloric restriction and over-exercise mindset to one of healing is, like you were saying at the very beginning, just such a powerful healer in and of itself. And then we can kind of move into some of the other tools that that you have for women. So we don't have a ton of time today because I know that you have to hop off, but I would love to have you come back for a part two so we can dig a little bit deeper into everything from stress to maybe some specific hormonal imbalances. But I'm wondering if just based on the conversation that we've had today, which has been just so incredible and so encouraging for the woman listening, do you have any last bit of encouragement for the woman who's listening who might be in a place of having struggled with her hormone balance and feeling like she's just stuck and she doesn't know what to do and she doesn't know if she should go on another diet or she should, you know, go keto or <laughs> whatever it might be. Can you just give her some encouragement and, and maybe give her some, some bits of maybe a first place to start if she is struggling? Yes, for sure. Um, so first of all, it's that same message you just said of like, you aren't broken. Your body's not broken. Everything you do is an input signal. Your body has its language and you have your language and your language has been kind of taught to you by society. And so what we're conditioned to do is give our body is really to kind of ignore our body, our body, and not even realize that we're talking to it all day by the actions we take unintentionally. So if we can bring a little bit of intentionality, a little bit of support, some small, small shifts, and the things you already do day in and day out to help support your hormones, 
then you start to see your body go back into balance. You don't have to do the work. One of the best pieces of that third core design and function is that your body wants to create patterns. So if we start changing the input signal and give our body the support it needs, then it will go back into balance. It wants to. That's its primary goal is to be in balance, to have less stress, to be able to reproduce because it has the exact amount of hormones it needs at the exact time every single month, every single day. And so I just think like, I just want them to know that consistency matters, but more important than that is understanding what your body's truly asking for and what it's truly needing. And it's giving you a sign through your symptoms. And so really push into that intuition. If something's telling you it's my hormones, if something's telling you, you know, it's my diet, if something's telling you whatever that intuition is saying, then listen to it, stay strong with it, but just take a different action. Don't go and Google it and apply something that you have no idea if it's in alignment with what your symptoms are and if it's going to help you. So seek out support. It doesn't have to, you know, specifically be, you know, me, myself or, or anyone that is reaching out to you. It will align. It will feel in tune. But you more so want to be sure that you are seeking answers of like actual sources, root calls, holistic sources. And then knowing that when you do that, when you have that information, when you apply some small and simple shifts and support, your body does the work. It does the healing. It's not you. You're not broken. It has to. Like that is literally how your body's designed, which is way more science than any type of dietary study we can forge in a lab and then convince thousands of women they should follow. Um, in terms of next steps, so I actually have a free resource called Your Next Best Steps that walks through three simple steps to start supporting your hormones and bringing that intentionality to your day-to-day -day habits, things you're already doing with some how-tos included in there. And so you can grab that um, from my website and the link in my Instagram bio and I'm at Dr. Heather Road. So that's a great place to send. I love sending women because it's totally free and you can just jump in and start applying those really easy, simple steps right away. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I already downloaded it and it's so great. And I'll put the link in, in the show notes so they can grab that and we'll come back for a part two and we will dig a little bit deeper into some specific hormone imbalances, but oh my gosh, Heather, this was so, so great. I loved this conversation. I know that so many women need to hear this and I appreciate your time so much. Oh my goodness. Of course, Kristen. I'm so glad I could share it. I would love to come back for a second part to get into all the nerdy science stuff. So I'm really excited for that too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.